Hi, welcome to Twilight. Uh, Aaron's looking at me very strangely because we were in the middle of a conversation about 10 seconds ago, uh, arguing about who was going to start. Um, welcome to Twilight. Thank you for continuing to listen to us scream into the ether about uh, this this franchise that we inexplicably love, and we hope that you do too, despite the fact that we are in our 20s and 30s, and uh, we're here to share that love today with you guys. Uh, so. <laughs> Is yeah. That, mm-hmm. Is yes. that accurate? Oh, That's yeah. pretty good, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us on this wild and wacky journey. Um, well, here today, we are uh, just the two of us uh, discussing New Moon, the second installation in, uh, <laughs> oh, installment, installation, whichever, um, of the uh, of the, the Twilight franchise. Yes. So uh, we have some thoughts about it. The um, most depressing of the movies. Uh-huh. It is. It's very <laughs> sad. I remember well, we were listening to the soundtrack in your car the other day, and you mentioned uh, just to let you were like trying to get kind of in the mood for, for watching it. And you were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this yeah, one is you were really like, depressing. Oh, that's right. This one. Is, why is this music? Also we're not sad? all like <laughs> because this movie is. It's very sad. We go from like Muse and Florence and the Machine, and now we're like, I don't know what we're listening to. It's depressing, but it's mm-hmm. good, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, it's still good. I don't remember who the bands were that we were listening to. Uh, there's that one. Am I making this up? Seawolf? Seawolf. Yeah. Nope, you're not making that up. Okay. It sounds like you are, but yeah. you're not. <laughs> no, Seawolf. I remember that one specifically because it reminds me so much of The Cure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Circa Disintegration. It's, yes, it's they're very much doing the cure. Yes, um, and uh, oh, and that other band that this is great. This no. is great. This is uh, this is great media. Um, <laughs> I can't think. Of, I can't think of a literal one other descriptor about it. I, I started to be like you know the the kind of sad one, but that's, that's they're all kind all of sad. Of them, yeah. uh-huh. Okay. So anyway, <sighs> um. <laughs> Well, <laughs> listeners at home, um, or as, is more likely at work and or in the car, um, Probably. I don't think many people listen to podcasts while they're just like hanging out at their houses because they presumably have Netflix, but... I mean, I do sometimes. I do when I'm cleaning. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm working at home, which I guess is just at work. Yeah. At anyway. Work, at work at home. Thrilling. Um, uh- <laughs> where was I going with this? This is falling apart at the seams very quickly. I mean... I don't know what people expected. So this is the one. This is the one where um, Edward and Bella break up. Yes. Spoiler alert. I hope you've seen it. Um, or if you haven't, what are you doing? <laughs> Listening <Gasp>. to us <laughs> blather on about <laughs> this movie that's been out for a long time. Eight, nine, ten years. No, when did this come out? The first one came out in 2009, right? Okay. Right? I just made that up. I don't okay. Know. So it, might, it was probably around nine or ten years ago. Okay. Maybe 2011? Yeah, because last year last year was 10 years for the first movie. Uh, I am... Uh, oh, wait. What? This one came out in 09? This one came out in 09. When did Twilight oh, come maybe out? maybe that was the book. Was it 07? Fuck if I know. I don't know. Why don't you know everything... Look. <laughs> ...about this franchise? I try. I can only keep so much in my head... Twilight came out in 08. 
So New Moon came out the next year. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I remember that, like, this whole business started when the, like, 10-year anniversary came up. That's when we... That's when this shit really, like... Yes. Snowballed into people whatever this it is it turns out that people <laughs> care about twilight <laughs> which is very exciting for us because we've just been chomping at the bit to talk about it <laughs> yeah i mean and i talk about it at parties it's just all been at house parties so far so um all right so what do we want to talk about about this about this movie we where do we want to start let's just start at the beginning just jump in and about how <laughs> the whole reason he breaks up with her is kind of his own fault <laughs> The, she, <laughs> through the duration of all of these films, except for, I guess, the last one, the thing that I scream the most at the screen is that this could all have been avoided in the first, like, in the first movie. Yeah. If they would have just let her turn when she got bit by James, right? Right. Yeah. That it, Then all of this would have it been... It would have been fine. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, Bella has completely made up her mind, and no one is listening to her. Yeah, then that, we would have just had four movies of, like, cool vampire shit. Yeah, just her, like, running through the forest and, like, presumably no weird half-vampire baby thing at the very end. And That's how they run. Yeah. Nobody can see this. Yeah. <laughs> this is an auditory medium. Um, so the whole reason that... Edward dumps her is because she gets a tiny paper cut at her own birthday party where she is freaking out because uh, she's finally, quote unquote, turning a year like she's going to be older oh than my God, him she's now. She's so obsessed with being a year older than him. And I'm like, girl, which first of all, I mean, you're not you're physically a year older than him. Sure. Because he's like frozen in time. Yeah. But he's a hundred and. 19 or whatever we also, had to google it last time but oh, i mean okay it it is ridiculous how obsessed she is with it but also i mean society has taught her that well society women taught, aren't allowed to get older society has taught her and then also you have so many of these other side characters like poking fun at her like no you're an old maid now <laughs> and it's just right. like when i turned 18 no one did that to me well they didn't have like hundred year old you didn't have like a hundred year old boyfriend who was seventeen forever. Well yeah, but people even do it to her that don't know that Yeah, that is he's weird. that old. It is and weird. that he's a vampire. Yeah. Like it's very Yeah. I, but it could have just been a paper cut and Jasper would have like I don't it it really went off the rails because Edward threw her into the wall uh -huh. and the table broke and uh -huh. she got a huge gash on her arm. What and is then, a vampire family doing with a glass table? I don't know. Well, I mean, they didn't have a human in there before. Well, but yeah. So really what we're getting at is that the Cullens really should have been human proofing their home as though they had a newborn baby. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're all going to be like, Put yeah, soft cool. padding on all of the corners. I mean, they have big windows everywhere, so I don't know what. Well, <laughs> that's completely fair. Is it, maybe they need to be double-paned, bulletproof, unshatterable safety glass. Does that exist? I don't know. Probably. I mean, isn't that what's in airplanes? Sure. Or like, I don't know, plexiglass. Plastic? Don't tell plastic. me. Plastic. Just make it know. plastic, even. <laughs> that would be that would be fantastic. 
put Bella in a bubble. I don't know. The only one who has a problem is Jasper. I know. Well, yeah, and then all of the them youngest. had a problem when he like threw her into the wall and cut her arm wide open. But yes. Well, I mean, Alice, but nobody else did. I think everybody else was just like, whatever. Right. I don't know. If you're going to have a human in your home, I'm just saying. Protect maybe... the outlets. Cover the sharp things. <laughs> I don't know. She's clumsy. She could stick her finger in. She could fall with her and her finger go into an outlet. Put those little, um, well, yeah, but at least electricity. Like being electrocuted it's to death make doesn't make bleed. you bleed. <laughs> Put uh, put those little the drawer stoppers. Yeah, keep on her from opening the, the keep, drawers. She can't have any forks or knives. Get obviously. a spray bottle in case she gets on the counter. Soup only. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bella, down. <laughs> Bad girl. <sighs> well, yeah, but this all stems. This all stems from everyone's refusal to listen to her, wanting to. Yeah. W- wanting to turn, essentially. That's like the entire theme of these movies. Is just like... <laughs> ignoring bodily autonomy. Yeah. I- ignoring men, her men, control over her own body. Specifically men. Yes. And it's a real... I mean... It's a... I mean... There are there are a lot of uh, freedom of choice undertones here. Yes, which is interesting because Again, Rosalie also does not want her to turn into a vampire because she knows what it's like, which right. is very much a like. There's definitely there's definitely an interesting amount of freedom of choice sort of uh discussion without really talking about it which is fascinating to me again we've discussed this before given the author's uh right strong religious beliefs fascinating i don't think stephanie myers likes being mormon i think you're absolutely right <laughs> i would be interested to know whether or not she uh <laughs> This is going to, this is, might come off kind of shitty and condescending, but oh well. She's not going to hear this. Well, no, she'll never listen to this. Um, I would be really interested to know if any of that is intentional at all. Right. You know? Like, yeah. Does she know the point that she's making? Right. Maybe not. I would say no. I've never met her. I don't know her level of M- Mormonosity. Or, or just self-awareness. Sure. <laughs> Completely fair. I mean, I don't know. So the way that he leaves her is the most bullshit thing ever. Like, oh, I'm just going to come to your house. We're going to go talk out in the woods. And I'm just going to tell you I'm leaving and never coming back. He abandons her in the woods. He doesn't even, like, make sure she makes it home safely. Yeah, he doesn't, which like, she doesn't. Walk her back or her house or anything just like okay bye and she's Bella so she just lays down on the forest floor <laughs> and tries real hard to stop existing yes which to be fair I think and I've said this again I've shouted this at parties before um, I, I really think that this movie is a fairly accurate uh depiction of what depression is like yeah and especially teen depression which is i mean all depression sucks i've got it i know Mm -hmm. but like 
teen depression is particularly intense because you also have all those fucking hormones like yeah. destroying your brain everything is the end of the world and he's her first love which right. it's already got you know a dangerous level of intensity right um yeah oh i uh so one of the things this is just going back to her birthday party like i noticed well I guess I've noticed it before, but Carlisle and Edward are both so Louis Pontelac. Like, they are so, I guess, religious, question mark. Right. Like, they believe that, they believe people have souls, and they believe that if they turn Bella into a vampire, she'll be damned in some way. Mm -hmm. Which is fascinating to me, that they believe that they don't have souls anymore, because Carlisle is literally a human doctor. Mm -hmm. Like, he puts himself in, like, a horrible situation every day just to fucking help people. I don't think that people, like, Spike's not going to do that. No, right? no, like, I mean, not. like, sure, <laughs> vampires that don't have souls are not going to do that. So it's, it's so weird to me that that's what their, like, frame of mind is. It's also such a strange concept of what a soul is or does. I kind of wish we had Dustin back. Because <laughs> I want to hear his thoughts about that. Um, but, so, like, by that, I... Huh, is your soul, like... I don't know. If souls exist, to me, they are, like, you are a soul operating a body, right? Right. And the whole thing in Buffy is that your soul vacates your body, you are dead. Right. And then a demon comes in and sets up shop. Right. And you are now a demon-possessed, half-human, half-demon. Right. Okay. So, like, if you were turned into a vampire, don't you think you would notice if you had no soul? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like they, like, they, they, it seems like they're just assuming this without any, like, personal feeling about, like, I don't know. Right. It's just weird. So if you think that you have no soul, then that would, that would imply somehow that your soul is just this thing that, like, lives inside you and, like, makes you do good. But then if they're still doing good and like not killing people and trying to make the world improved in some way that would imply the necessary existence of them like having a soul right okay which is a i mean that's a flaw in buffy too because spike like spike eventually is also relatively good right presumably without a soul sure yes it doesn't make any sense at all to me. I don't think that you lose your soul when you become a vampire. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know because it's never happened to me, but right. one can hope, you know, one day. In <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> one can only hope. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's completely, it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous, yeah. right? Like that line of thinking. And just, doesn't, it doesn't hold up. Using that as a, an excuse for not turning her is just another, like, weird, manipulate, like, controlling way sure. of taking away her agency. Right, yeah. Like, so because of my morals, you can't be a vampire. I would almost compare it to um, the whole, uh, like, death with dignity like yeah being allowed to you know end your own suffering if you want right like, 
that no, I agree. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know where I'm getting with this. No, but I, like, yeah. No, I mean, it's just it is him refusing to allow her her own bodily autonomy, despite the fact that she very much knows she understands exactly what it entails. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's been hanging out with you for like a year. She gets it, and she knows. I mean, okay. So here's the. If anything, maybe. A teenager shouldn't be allowed to make that decision. Yeah, but then she turns eighteen, so like you know, because she can vote and buy cigarettes. I mean, not anymore, I guess. But be drafted, (laughs) be drafted, right? If you can be drafted, you should be able to choose to be a vampire. All right. (laughs) What a sentence. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, definitely. That's maybe it's a dumb decision, and it's one that you can never take back. But hey. I'm just imagining a world in which we have laws regarding vampirism, like in True Blood. True Blood, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sure. I also just think it's really naive of Edward to think that, like, he clearly wants to be with her forever, quote-unquote, or whatever. And it's extremely naive of him to think that that is going to go well without him turning her into a vampire. Right. Well, because, I mean, there... (laughs) They go at it from, like, a very um, <laughs> optimistic... Yeah. Not that kind of go at it. I mean, that's later. <laughs> Different movie. But they, 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 they look at the situation from a very optimistic standpoint of, well, you're not going to want me when I'm, you know, 80 years old. And right. It's just like, mm, but also, people die in car crashes every single day. Yeah. This, this doesn't have to be when she's old. It could be tomorrow. It's not just that... It's not just that, like... He's difficult to kill and she's easy to kill. Like, he's immortal. Yeah. And she is a squishy, floppy bag of bones who is also very prone to accidents. Yeah. As we see in her birthday party scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so unrealistic. That's like the opposite of Arwen and Aragorn. Yeah. Like, she gives up immortality to be with him. Bella is giving up her mortality. Anyway. Yeah. So let's talk about Jacob, since he's the one who rescues oh, her from her God. from her Do we have to sleeping in the forest? He turns <laughs> from her catatonic state. He goes he goes from being like just a like a a kind of fun kid yeah. to being the portrait of toxic masculinity. Which I mean, like you said, is the wolf her. Mm-hmm the wolf nature or whatever presenting itself. But also I don't care. It makes him an asshole. Well, and it's also, (laughs) I mean, I would say it's also, you know, because this is how I know that he's not a werewolf technically. You can say what, but okay. (laughs) Werewolf narratives are almost always about puberty. Right. 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 So, with hit, I mean, it's just like a like a hyper extension of that, right? So yeah, when you get this like huge shot of testosterone to your brain, you become kind of a douchebag, right? But he's also, I mean, like super buff, yeah, and like just I don't know, just like a hyper douche. So like, yeah, he's he's this like big burly guy now and is capable of you know, doing harm, essentially. Yeah. And, and and she has these two guys who supposedly want to protect her. And Mike. 
and Mike. <laughs> Never forget human Mike. Who's supposed like they want to protect her, right? Supposedly, but they're total dicks about it. And I, well, and both of them assume that they're protecting her from the other, from the other, right? I don't. Well, Which obviously, neither of them wants to hurt her. I don't think that Edward sees it that way, though. Like, I don't think Edward gives a shit about Jacob, really, except for the way that he is being possessive of Bella. Sure, because the Cullens don't like. They just. They just go with the treaty. They're yeah. not, like, mad about it or anything. You know if, what I mean? Like, If anything, Alice wants to protect her from Jacob, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, they, yes. I mean, I guess they don't really. There like, is some of that in there, she's for sure. The, I, really the only one I ever hear say stuff like that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Edward never says anything like that. Yeah, Alice is kind of a racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She's a werewolf racist. Uh, speciesist? Species. Speciesist. Speciesist. She's Sheepish. Sheepish. <laughs> she's sheepish um no, yeah no i mean she yeah she's she's kind of yeah she really does not like the werewolves but beyond that like who says like some bordering on slurry things about them yes yeah <laughs> it just always felt like the the wolves were much more um like hate-filled i sure. guess because I mean, I guess because their whole wolf, they they only become wolves when there are werewolves around, right? Like, or when there are vampires. That's what I mean. Yeah, when, when there are vampires, vampires around. around. Yeah, they don't. That just doesn't present at I all guess. when there aren't. Yeah, I mean that's what they said. Like the only reason that it's presenting is because there are vampires around. Yeah. If the Cullens didn't live there, it just wouldn't happen, which is interesting mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. How long have the Cullens lived there? That is... Okay, so whenever... Uh, that kind of raised a red flag in my brain, too, because Edward says something whenever they're, like, moving away all of a sudden. Yeah, they're getting too old. Well, People are noticing. Well, yeah, no, what he says is Carlisle is... Uh, supposed to be 10 years older than he looks and people are starting to notice 10 years have they been there for 10 years because you can't play a teenager and not change at all for 10 years right you really can't play a teenager for four years and not change at i all. wonder but if when they first got there they just the kids like never went out in public and they just hung out at yeah home. yeah <laughs> yeah and then they would we're literally, like they would literally have to not leave like they would have to not be. I mean, they. Would, I mean, they, they could, could go to other they towns. Could, well, they could go hunt. I mean, they can run fast. You yeah, know? they'll hang out in that other town or whatever. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, they just couldn't leave the house like from Forks until like oh time to go. It just I don't know. It seems improbable. Ten years. Well, they. I mean, you would think it'd be like Jessica every four. seemed to think that they all got adopted as older kids. Well, sure. So you know, perhaps they just didn't you know mm-hmm. say anything about them and then. They were like, well, I guess people can know about you now. Hmm. They also, I mean, they may not have, they may not live together all, like, they may not have lived together all year. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. They go on sabbatical. Yeah, really, you know, like, (laughs) like fucking rich people. Yeah. Wealthy landowners in England in the whatever century that was. They're like, I'm going to go spend six months in wherever because. I don't do fuck all except rent my land out. Sure. <laughs> That's the only way it makes sense. They must spend that time, like, traveling. 
Yeah. But 10 years. Here we go. Well, 10 years, whatever. This okay. is definitely the important part of this movie. Yes. For um, sure. So, um, Jacob. Yes, Jacob. How did she, she goes to hang out with him because she wants him to build the bike, right? Well, because she. She's figured out that. She wants companionship and she wants to do dangerous things. Right. Yes. Because she's figured out if she is in danger, force ghost Edward. Which. Will. Which. Okay. So whenever she's trying to get them to uh, go to the action movie instead of the like rom-com or Uh whatever. She's like, I love adrenaline. I love adrenaline. It's kind of my thing. Kristen Stewart spends no energy selling that line at all. No. It's very, it's a very strange sentence out of her character. No. no, And no one believes that. You're like <laughs> no. the clumsiest person in the world. Yeah. No one believes that you need to be doing anything related to adrenaline. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to comment on that really quickly. No, it's fine. But yeah, no. She, so she finds the bikes in the junkyard and wants to bring them to Jacob because she knows that he'll be able to fix them up. And she also wants to spend some time with literally anyone. Right. Uh, So he's just, he's so the like nice guy, best friend who then gets mad when she doesn't want to date him. It's so obnoxious. And I love how like his, his like wolf nature fully uh like happens to present like right uh-huh. after he's told her that he'll never hurt her and then immediately yes. abandons her and completely ghosts her and won't talk to her at all and i'm just like this poor girl like she is fucked up because uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh and he says that he feels bad he does not feel bad but does he i don't think so yeah i don't think he does i think he regrets how he's treating her because it pushes her away from him well and he can't tell her anything like literally he literally physically is... cannot tell her anything yes because of the whole alpha bullshit or what oh my god it's so gross but he <laughs> could text her like yo i'm okay sorry about all of this yeah send a bitch a text <laughs> Just because he can't tell her exactly what's going on doesn't mean he doesn't can't mean. talk to her. Right. Well, and he also, though, doesn't, he he's doing the whole wolf thing where, like, he hates that she was with a vampire. Right. You know, like. Oh, God. Uh-huh. She's the vampire girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, she figures it out. hmm I have... A question. How do we feel about, not just in this movie, but sort of in general, how do we feel about, uh, like, the depiction of, like, native life in these? um, Is it romanticized? Is it problematic? I think it's problematic because they are, like, the angry wolf people, right? Like... Okay, so that actually, like, there is, like, a really... uh, Let's go again. (laughs) There is a really systemic problem uh, in Native culture with, well, I mean, in literally all cultures across the board also, but, like, with, um, like, spousal abuse and violence towards women. Mm -hmm. Um, So whenever they show, what is her name? I can't think of it. The one who's engaged to Sam. I don't know. I don't remember. When they show her face and everything, Mm -hmm. I was just like, man, that's kind of... 
That's kind of brutal and gruesome. And again, I don't know if Stephanie Meyer knows the kind of commentary she's making or I not. I don't think she does. I don't think so either. And and like what I what I was talking about, what we talked about before, is that like if what I don't like is that their their whole anger is over being possessive about Bella and like turning Bella into a vampire. Like mm-hmm. that's the biggest part of the whole thing. That's what's annoying to me. If it were just about the Cullens like killing people on their land, and if it were like a land thing, obviously I would be totally one hundred percent about that. But it's this weird, like, I don't know. It's like this weird black and white thing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no gray area. It's not like the Cullens are evil turning everyone into a vampire, right? It's like this one person. Well, but that is, that is like a clause in their treaty, right? Is Right, I know. The treaty is broken if they turn one human. Right, I know. It's just So at the end of the day, it's still over Bella's bodily autonomy. It's just a fucking weird, like. Yeah. Extremist way of sure. dealing with your... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Yeah. No. <laughs> no way. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I love the cinematography in this. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like great. the complete opposite of the first one. It's and gorgeous. also, it is like like Instagram filters later. Like uh-huh. It's like they progressed. You okay. know, like we go through a thing where everybody's doing super saturated filters. So... <laughs> I realized about three quarters of the way into this film why it goes so warm and so into jewel tones. Is it because of uh, Jacob? No, it is to mimic a Renaissance painting. (gasps) What? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so... There is so much of this film, and I think I texted you about it, where I was like, the whole Romeo and Juliet comparison doesn't really work. And then I realized, oh, yeah, as, I was, as I was watching it, okay, well, the entire climax of the film is the climax from Romeo and Juliet yeah. turned on its head. Yeah. Stop, don't nod at me and say, yeah, like you... I didn't realize that until I was watching it this watch through. Yeah, uh, no, I mean I get it. I didn't until I didn't get any of that until when when we were talking in the first one and I did that research and it mm-hmm. was like, oh, she modeled each book off of like I didn't know any uh-huh. of that until then. I had never even read about it being compared to Romeo and Juliet sure. beyond just the like star cross lovers or whatever. Right. So no, I didn't get that either until yeah. like I read about it on the internet and I was like, oh, so. Take note, anytime you're ever watching a teen movie and they are discussing something in their English class, because for whatever reason, it will always be in their English class and they will always be discussing something. It is the <laughs> raison d'etre for the entire film. Right. Like, it is, tr- it is doing its damnedest to say something very deep and important about where these themes intersect. Um, but yeah, the whole, he thinks that she's dead, so he wants to go kill himself, yeah. but then she has to, like, stop him, and she gets there just in the nick of time, whereas in Romeo and Juliet, of course, right. she doesn't wake up in time. Right. And he's already dead beside her. Right. Um, but yeah, and so, of course, then, you know, that the whole thing takes place in, what, Volterra? Yeah. A fictionalized Italian city. Yeah. I don't know. Where it's the Volturi Rome. It seems like Rome. Whatever. We're going to call it Rome. Um, yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's it's in Rome. There, there's the whole... Well, Romeo and Juliet takes place in the 1300s. It was actually written in right. the 1500s, which is when, guess what? The Italian Renaissance was in full swing. 
So yeah, that, no, that yeah, I yeah, never thought about that. That I makes sense. Finally realized I was just like, what, like, what does this remind me of? All of these like jewel tones and everything. It's 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 a Renaissance. It's, it's a Renaissance painting. High five. Thank you. <laughs> Will you actually high five yes. me? We're, we're sitting very close together. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. I definitely, uh, and we can, I guess we can, we can talk about it when we talk about the other movies, but I definitely didn't see any of the other like modeled like stories in any of those other ones. So when we watch them, I'm going to have to pay attention. Same. Like, because I this didn't. one hit me like a ton of bricks. I also have never read like Wuthering Heights or like. Neither have I. Like I've never read those. Isn't. I'm not even going to say it. I actually am not even going to say It's one this. of the Brontes. Isn't well, is, Wuthering Heights is a ghost story, right? No? I okay. mean, maybe not. Wuthering Heights and Jane Eyre are both, like, gothic fiction. Okay. But I don't know that they are gothic horror okay. fiction. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that there were ghosts in Wuthering Heights. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, if I read it, I'll probably it <laughs> I, would be able to the to, I would be able I've to. I've been find listening out. to a lot of gothic fiction lately, Ooh, so that's a good idea. Um, Jacob's, honestly, Jacob's I'm, wig is bad. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Sorry, I, don't, I just I don't remember. <laughs> I'm scrolling through my notes, and I wanted <laughs> yeah, no, to make was, a note. Oh, uh, uh, my note was that honestly, people say Bella isn't very layered, but she clearly is. She's neither tomboy or girly girl. She's somewhere in between, like most bisexuals. A. Wait, wait. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. So speaking of Roman, also Jacob. He tries to stop her from going to Italy, like, while they are out in front of her house. And she's like, no, I'm going, I'm going. I have to go. I want to go. He's standing there, nice guying her, saying, well, he said he didn't care about you. And he yeah. left you. Don't you remember that he left you? So and he should definitely die. And that's okay coming from a caring friend when they have no horse in the fight. Yeah, but he has, like, a team of horses. Yes. <laughs> He very much wolves? wants, yes, <laughs> uh, pack, <laughs> pack of wool. He has a pack I, of wolves in this fight. Literally. Yes. Um, yeah. And it, I don't, that's just, no, it's speak gross. to his toxicity. It's super gross. It really bothers me that that is the direction that his character goes. I guess it's supposed to be romantic that she has two of these men fighting over her or whatever. And I know. My heart is making that face, too. <laughs> Aaron just has a look of sheer disgust right now. I, yeah, I just don't, I don't like it. It's not. He's trying to keep her from, like, spending time from someone, which is, like, I'm, it. It's manipulative. It is. Yeah. It's, it's no. textbook emotional manipulation. Yeah, that's, yeah. okay, so that's, I think that is why, Edward's weird possessiveness doesn't bother me. It still bothers me. But it's not okay. As much. It doesn't bother me as much because it's not so aggressive and it's not so like... Mm-hmm. Beyond not wanting her to be a vampire, he's not trying to control her constantly. Weirdly enough... Or manipulate her. Weirdly enough, even though Edward is the one who's like in his hundred and teens... Um, <laughs> all of his weird emotional abuse speaks to a kind of, uh, 
a, a kind of naivety and a mm-hmm. a youth sort of like young love like intensity and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that that's okay like right. the the way that he behaves is still very much not okay but it's a lot easier to attribute to like you know i guess being just kind of misunderstanding how you're supposed to love someone as yeah. opposed to intentionally trying to manipulate their their behavior which is what jacob does right Whereas Edward's, a lot of his is, like, more internalized, I guess. I kind of assume, my, like, my assumption or read of it is that Edward has not been in a relationship since he became a vampire. Mm -hmm. And he became a vampire at 17. Yes. So we could kind of assume that Edward had never, like, in 109 years, had never been in a serious relationship before. Uh So it kind of is, like... He's a 109-year-old virgin. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a movie? (laughs) I think it is. (laughs) I think we just watched it. Oh, my God. Is that his first time having sex, too? It's got to be, right? No, I mean, he was 17. He could have easily had sex. I know, but he was 17. It's not like he was 17 in, like, the 90s. No, but he, I mean. I'm not saying that no one did. I'm just saying. We also don't know what his... I hate that this is how it was structured. Then we don't know what his station was when he was a teenager. Dying of Spanish influenza. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if he wasn't a, like, high society person, nobody gave a shit if he fucked somebody or not. That's, (laughs) like... That is extremely true. (laughs) You're right. I hadn't really considered that. But, uh... But yeah. Oh man, no. I, I don't know. We're definitely gonna have to return to this conversation in Breaking Dawn. In Breaking Dawn part one, for sure. So uh, prepare yourselves for that. When when Jacob comes to her window before she I think before she knows he's a wolf and he's like, I'm coming up or whatever. And he, <laughs> he jumps up the house, I wrote parkour. <laughs> You just forced me to replay that as a gif in my head, by the way. <laughs> it's silent, too. It's wild. Yeah, he just, he's, it's very cat like, unnaturally graceful. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Which is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, very interesting. <sighs> Thank God he loses the wig. It's wild to me that that it takes Bella so long to figure out what the fuck is going on with mm-hmm. Jacob when he's like, remember that story I told you? And literally she can't remember any of it. Uh-huh. Except for the vampire part. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that wasn't even the biggest part of that story. He was talking about himself yep. and his tribe. Well, and he didn't know. He didn't know that it was real. Well, no, but it was a story about his right. tribe. Like, yes. And she just flat out doesn't remember any of it. Even in the context of all this weird stuff happening with him, she's still just like... She's a bad listener. I don't know. And she doesn't know until she punches the dude and makes him turn into a wolf. And oh, then, yeah! And then she's and like... And then she doesn't need to remember anyway. Right. And then she's like, oh. Oh, yeah. There were wolves in that story. <laughs> As there's one literally standing directly in front of her. Right. Yeah. And Jacob... <laughs> Jacob jumps and wolfs. Yep. What? Man. They must buy their clothes like in bulk. And that's why they only wear basketball shorts anywhere. <laughs> they don't wear shirts because they're just going to, they're going to disintegrate when they turn into a wolf. Oh, there are some real uh, Hulk comparisons in oh, this yeah. movie to yeah. the way, A, the way that they change. Anger. Yeah. Because it's not like this whole long drawn out thing. It's literally just like a 
and they're there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anger is a trigger. Yeah. Um, they shred through all of their clothes. At one point, Jacob says, oh God, what exactly does he say? He says, you don't want to upset me. Yeah. You won't. He's, he, doesn't is, say, he doesn't say you won't like me when I'm angry, but he right. says something extremely, extremely similar to Which that. Which is also just, like, so abusive and manipulative. Well, like, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make me do this, right? Yeah. Like, that kind of. Yeah. It shifts the blame onto... Maybe just don't get upset. Have you considered, like, counting to ten and taking a deep breath and right. becoming better at managing your emotions? Like, does does this wolf thing not also come with, like, some meditation education or, like... I guess not. It should. Yes, it should. <laughs> Which, again, I mean, takes us right back to that discussion on toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have all these, like, powers now. You should probably learn how... I mean, I guess they are learning how to control them, but... sure. It seems kind of vague and not mm-hmm. very structured because mm-hmm. it's just being, I don't know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And it is like a cult. Like Jacob like calls yes. before he turns, he calls them a cult. And I'm like, and then he turns and I'm like, oh, yeah, it is a cult. Sam's little cult of minions or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it totally is because then they're just like. I don't know. They can all talk. Yeah, he's to the each quote unquote other. alpha. Yes, that is explained a little bit better in the book than yeah. it is in the movies. But yeah, they can hear each other's thoughts. And also, there's God, that whole annoying. weird thing about how there's an alpha command, and they have to obey it. They don't get a choice. Yeah, gross. It's bizarre. It is also weird that part of it is having to cut your hair. Why is that? I don't... I've always wondered about that because it's not like. It's not like it has any impact. Like, they're not suddenly working at a factory where they can't, um, <laughs> where their hair can't get caught in the belt. Right. Right. Like, right. Why would you have to cut your hair? And that, I don't again, know, that maybe, also. Maybe that makes their wolf hair really long. <laughs> they're like giant Pomeranians. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, me too. That. But yeah, great. no. I mean, I just I don't know. That and that's because again, their their entire appearance is going to change regardless of whether or not like how their physical appearance is as humans. Right. I guess the comparison that I'm trying to make that we've <laughs> we touched on this briefly in the very first episode about how <laughs> People only think that the Twilight vampires are sissy because of toxic masculinity. Right. Well, werewolves are just the like the complete opposite, the opposite to that. Yeah. They are a pure embrace in this universe anyway of toxic masculinity. Oh yeah. Yeah. They stop wearing shirts all of a sudden, all of them, and the <laughs> ones that aren't Jacob just look okay. <laughs> They're right? like they're like skinny fat dudes. Yeah, like they're ju- they just like they're total white bread. Jacob's the only one that's like ripped. He's like ripped all of a sudden, and <laughs> that was presented as like a supernatural type of thing. And then you see the other guys also not wearing shirts, and they are very normal looking. <laughs> so like you have to cut off your hair. You can't wear shirts anymore. You only wear cargo shorts. Maybe it's foreshadowing to Jacob, like kind of assuming the alpha role when the tribes you just get swole when when you're designated alpha i don't know okay i'm not a wolf i don't (sighs) 
I don't know if I buy that, but <laughs> I think that the I'm movie, just making stuff up, man. <laughs> I think that the movie needed Taylor Lautner to suddenly become like to go from being like young and cute to being yeah. like you're a grown man now. Yeah. You need to be like you need to be able to compete with uh huh Robert Pattinson. He did look very young. Hotness I, st- I or think whatever. he looks young through the whole series, but which leads me to my next question: How do we feel about his ab contour? Who? Robert Pattinson's. Oh, I thought it was unnecessary. It was entirely. I think I've figured out why they did it. And it's because they had to make the rest of him so pale Uh that it would have gone from him being like, I mean, you know, he's not like, he's not like bodybuilder cut or anything like that. But like, he's, he's a relative. He works out, obviously. But when you make him all, like, that stark white mm-hmm. of being a vampire, of not going out in the sun, uh-huh. and I think that it ju- you just lose any definition at all whatsoever. Yeah. That being said, let's invest in some blending tools <laughs> and also not use bronzer. Watch some YouTube videos. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, like, you need, I don't know, you need, like, an airbrush and, like, a cool-toned grayish. Like, yeah. it's so warm. It's yeah. so unnatural looking. And especially, <laughs> I was watching this. Uh, my boyfriend has a, uh, he has, like, a 60-inch OLED TV. It's insane. It's, like, the it's the nicest TV I've ever seen in my life. And I was just like, man, you can really, really see how bad that makeup job is. I want one of those so bad. It's great. You I should come over sometimes. too many horror movies to not have a yeah. TV that has good black definition. Mm, <laughs> that is the best part of it is because we watched hereditary on it oh yeah oh. it looks really good <laughs> sorry weird brag um, internet. I, and i mean obviously there's the like you know the and they kind of talk about it more in eclipse but the like dichotomy of like jacob is the sun and edward is the moon because he's cold and mm. theoretically shouldn't be able to come out in the daylight mm. but jacob is all warm and his body temperature runs really hot because mm-hmm. he's a wolf, apparently. I don't know what, sure. how that... I don't know. I sweat the bed sometimes, like... <laughs> and you're not a wolf, I'm so. not. I'm not at all. I don't know. I never go out in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's also very interesting because in historical werewolf lore anyway again we have determined that this is fundamentally different but they're they are impacted by the moon right like what (laughs) right but you know whatever stephanie you do you i wonder if in her head she was like they're werewolves i think so and they say that I think that in she the just movie. wants to make Doesn't, werewolves a different thing. Like Bella says werewolf or yes. something. Well, I didn't even notice it until watching it like n- the most recent time when I watched all of them. Mm-hmm. And I was watching them and I was like, they're not werewolves. Mm-hmm. I had also just listened to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, no, they're just like shapeshifters. They're they're all serious black. It's like a, it it's like it's like, like a dragon versus wyvern like comparison like you know yeah where it's it's i don't know at a point you're splitting hair so much that i can't be bothered to care no i don't care yeah it's just something i noticed yeah but no i mean it's very it's not like it's not impacted by lunar cycles at all yeah yeah except except when it is 
Yeah, I don't care about the difference between dragons and drakes. I don't. Sure. There's something about arms. Yep. I don't know. It doesn't matter. To I'm me not as invested all. in that. No. I'm not invested <laughs> enough at all. The D&D crowd is like screaming into their <laughs> into their steering wheels right now. That's Travis. Travis is the one who's always like, no, that's a drake. Uh-huh. So now I'm like, no, that's not a werewolf. Yeah, that's Griffin, too. Not a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me think of Janet in The Good Place. <laughs> she Every time someone calls her a girl, she's like, not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> not a werewolf. <laughs> but no one ever corrects Bella. So that's like the only... They only say it like once. Yeah. And I think, uh, honestly, they don't... That's the only time they really call them that. And I think... I think Bella's saying it because that's her only frame of reference. Sure. You know, like, she's not us. Right. I guess Harry Potter doesn't exist in her world or whatever. Whoa. Bella's not, like, reading Which is so fiction. interesting because the success of those books and movies is the only reason this got made into a... <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean... And then the dramatic success of Twilight went on to inspire them to make, essentially, every YA into a movie. Man. Uh-huh. And, for better uh, or for worse. YA did like a weird explosion after this too. Sure. And granted, there are some there's some good stuff. We got the Hunger Games, which is fine. Yeah. Like, sure. I like the I mean, first well, one. It's decidedly more feminist then. Yeah, it is. It I is, like. definitely. But I just don't like that the second one is exactly the first one. Well. You could just cut that out. The third one is cool. Lightning striking twice. And also it has the same stupid. Just like the Hangover trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) The second one is just the first one. It has the same stupid love triangle too. Like the the best friend. And yeah, she doesn't want the best friend. She wants the hot pale guy or whatever. Sure. Whomstever. But she does wind up with the best friend. Does she? Or wait, no. Wait, who's the hot pale guy in this scenario? I, th- I don't know. The baker. Is it the bread guy? Yeah, the bread oh, guy. okay. She does. Wi- she still winds she, up with She bread. winds up with the bread guy, Bread, right? bread? Yeah. Bread. His name is P- Peter Mellark, which Oh my God, I fucking forgot that. Has pointed out. Peter bread. It's Peter bread and then Mellark is French for bread, I guess. His name is bread bread. It's not important. This is a Twilight podcast. God, Aaron, stay on task. What is with YA writers? <laughs> don't know everything's so it's like they're all everything's so on the nose i guess because they're writing for a teen audience but it just sounds like stuff that i did when i was writing short stories in high school sure (laughs) gotta make their names real cool you gotta get you gotta get in the teen mind renesme oh god (laughs) we have we can't talk about that yet that's that's a couple of episodes from now um what else do i have i don't know but i'm gonna watch all the movies that that little girl is in before we talk about breaking dawn part two okay she's in a lot of weird horror movies fantastic (laughs) that tweet that i sent you that was like horror actors never get any oh my god never get any recognition we should get you know academy award recognition for all of these you know fantastic horror actresses and the fourth one is literally just the weird CGI child from the fourth or from the fifth movie. I didn't even the remember Twilight that movie. That picture looks like a National Enquirer cover. It does. Like it really does. Bat it looks. Baby. It looks like if Bat Boy was a porcelain doll. Yes. Yes. It's really alarming to look at. This is not important for this episode. <laughs> 
does it matter? This is our show. <laughs> it's true. We can talk about whatever we want. Deal with it. Um, oh, uh, the only other thing that I have, uh, what's the jacket count up to for Kristen Stewart? I don't know. I lost track. I just noticed in this one, I just noticed the really gay jacket. She's got more jackets. I know. She does not repeat a single jacket from the first film. I mean, I guess now she would want to buy jackets because she's been there a while. Sure. Presumably it gets cold. Yes. On top of the jackets that she already inexplicably had from living in the desert. Right. Charlie didn't buy those jackets. No. He doesn't know how women What did we decide? We decided that it gets cold in the desert. Well, it does get cold at in the night. desert, but that's still a lot of jackets. That is a lot of jackets. I would think you would need two max. I don't know. People who live in the desert, please tell um, me how many jackets you have. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to take. I do want to take a moment to. I'm gonna butcher this because I haven't listened to this podcast, but I really am probably going to now. Um, the one, the podcast that posted that question about uh, if you could do a Twilight remake and only one of the characters stays human. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the rest are puppets. I mean, it's obviously Charlie. It's it's Charlie Swan. Oh, yeah. We keep Charlie. Everybody else can be a puppet. I really want to watch that because it's just him. That version of the series is just him rolling his eyes, being confused about what's going on. But everyone else is Muppets. I love it. Which is great. Yeah. I love it. It reminds me of Puppet Angel. Do you remember Puppet Angel? No. There's an episode of Angel where he gets turned into a puppet and he still has a giant forehead and it's hilarious. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's so funny. Which is upsetting because I thought I'd seen all of them. I guess we should tell people about our vacation that we're going on. We should. (laughs) So Aaron and I recently discovered... You you discovered and sent me the link. That's, yeah. Someone sent that to me and I don't remember who it was. Oh, I was wondering how you found that. Um. So, the Bella house in Twilight. The Bella house. Bella's house. Well, yeah. The, the Bella, I like the Bella house. Okay. Okay. It sounds fancier. Like a boutique hotel. Um, it's priced like one. It is. Uh, it is available to rent... On it's an Airbnb. Uh, on Airbnb, um, you can stay in the house where Bella's, which was like designed to be Bella's home, right in Twilight. It was it was her home. I guess it was her home, like in the first movie, and then they duplicated it in a set for some of the other movie, like movie scenes and stuff. Oh, I was wondering about that because yeah. there's so often like difficulties with. Using a, Use it, reusing a location, especially across you know films in a franchise. Well, and that with like different directors, bay and windows, producers. like the bay window situation that mm-hmm. she sits in front of in her room when she's depressed forever. Uh, I don't; those aren't in that room. I think that's part of the set. Like they added that. Ah, uh, but anyway, yes, we're going to go stay in Bella's house with, um, and Kara is going to go. Kara is the co-host of Bad Girls Die First, uh, and, and Parker, uh, my good friend, is also going to go with us as well. Quite hard. She will likely be on a future episode of Sweet this podcast. <laughs> so get excited about that. Well, they're both going to be on it uh, because our our tentative plan is to record the last episode in the house. 
Yep. Complete with all of the cardboard cutout uh, characters. There are that, cardboard cutout. We're not the, that are okay. positioned in that are positioned in the home and a selling point on the Airbnb listing. I read the the house rules. We're not allowed to take those outside. <laughs> Good to know. They are apparently expensive and hard to find now. So, oh, the, we're not um, allowed to harm the cardboard. The harm the cardboard. Great. Got it. But they did, like, a very good job of, like, duplicating the way that that house looked in the movie. Like, her room has a surprising amount of detail. Mm-hmm. Like, it even has the little dream catcher thing hanging oh, from the headboard. Oh, they absolutely worked on it, yeah. for sure. Oh, the uh, the shout-out that I wanted to make for the... Uh, the Oh, the podcast. The yeah, Muppet remake of Twilight was um, the Summer Twilight Book Club. What? Summer Twilight oh, Book oh, Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah is the name of the podcast that posted that question. Nice. And I am very interested in what they have to say because they are <laughs> they are also two grown ass women talking about <laughs> I stumbled upon another <laughs> like series that's made for teens. I stumbled upon another podcast that is a movie podcast that are covering Twilight right now. Like all of the movies and just now, organically? Yeah, and now I can't what? Rem- I can't remember who they are. I think I think I follow them on the Bad Girls Die First Twitter, so we'll have to try oh to find gosh. it. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Consume all the Twilight content. Oh, also, we're not allowed to have parties at Bella's house. <laughs> There's all a lot right. of house rules. Sure. I mean... Whatever. I don't know anyone who, who lives I there. I don't know anyone who, we who going lives to invite? in St. Helens. We just are, we just are a party. I, I think they just mean, like, you're not allowed to have big meetups there. Sure. That, without like prior permission that makes sense and i'm like no it's just four of us so mm-hmm. <laughs> watching breaking dawn part two and yelling yelling a lot and taking pictures taking a lot of obnoxious oh my pictures. gosh i'm so excited unfollow me on instagram right now in well, cause we're gonna we're gonna go to some other like filming locations which granted that's not gonna take that long because a lot of them are like parking lots mm-hmm. like like the school like you can't go in the building you can just take a picture sure but we can go to where they filmed the, like, what was supposed to be La Push. Oh, like yeah. Like the beach. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. So, yeah. Look forward <laughs> Look forward to that and more ridiculousness. Um, do we have anything else? I don't. Do you um, have anything else? Not that I can think of. I'm pretty sure we covered this movie is rel- relatively simple. Oh, we didn't talk about the Volturi at all. <laughs> Oh my god, we didn't. <laughs> Easily my least favorite part of all of these movies is Dakota Fanning. Really? Yes, I oh, can't stand her. I like her character a lot. I don't think she's a good actor in this. Like, I don't I don't think it's good. I fundamentally disagree with you. <laughs> okay. I think she's great. I, I love how just like, I mean, sociopathic she is. I it. like her character. She annoys me for some reason. It just don't. It just annoys me. <laughs> I okay. cannot put my finger on it. Totally fair. <laughs> Which, okay, takes me back to the whole soul argument of that really heavily implies that you are still just you in the same body, but all of a sudden you need blood and like right. that and you can't be killed. Which just makes me I really worried for how Stephanie Meyer sees like humankind. Right. Because that really gets towards the thesis that 
most humans are essentially serial killers waiting for an excuse. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know. I, I mean, know. That, I know that that any human is like capable of taking another human life, and that the only reason that we don't is for fear of repercussions instead of. Uh huh. Any kind of moral center. Oh man, this is a philosophical debate that I am not going to have. <laughs> I'm I, just saying. No, it's I know. A weird, like the fact, like the idea that, the idea that suddenly being different from humanity in some ways instantaneously frees you up to a life of killing to live right and inflicting pain and right essentially just doing whatever the fuck you want with no consequences yeah oh and i take that back it's not dakota fanning that blonde volturi that's my least favorite one which one um the kind of sniveling one the the one that looks like he should be playing an elf Yes. Okay. Yes, I don't got like it. him. He's very annoying. Yeah. Honestly, besides Michael Sheen, all the Voltori. I like Michael Sheen in this. No, I love him. I love him in everything. Um, but all the rest of the Voltori look stupid to me. Okay. They just look weird and fake. You know what I mean? Like those contact lenses on Dakota Fanning, because her eyes are already so big, <laughs> are really hard to look at. It's very jarring. It's so jarring. All of the colored contacts in these movies are extremely unsettling. (laughs) They're not, like, good. No, I think our color... Well, I I, probably our technology has gotten better, but also I think for film, they had to be obvious. Yes. So you would pick it up. Yes. But also, I don't give a shit what color any of their eyes are. No. The fact that the evil ones have red eyes is not important to me at all. No. I think that they definitely could have got they I think they definitely could have taken it down several notches and yeah. you would still be able to see like oh you, I think that they because, I think you can kind of tell that their eyes are red cuz like, it's not like they ever explain it No they don't So they we just have this um, like do, do they, they not do, is it the human blood that makes them red is, do they which talk about it, that um, Have we talked about this already on the podcast I don't remember. I at least talked to... I don't know what day it is. I at least talked to my sister-in-law about it, who is a medical doctor. Uh-huh. Um, and she was scoffing super hardcore at it because she was just like, your body wouldn't make a different... Like, w- wouldn't be able to figure out the difference between one type of hemoglobin from another. Like, no. there's no That's discernible... not how your eyes work anyway. No. It's definitely not. <laughs> like, that's not how... <laughs> That's not how irises work. I ate a lot of spinach today. That's why my eyes are green. Uh, I actually, all the podcast Ologies just did an episode with an ophthalmologist, and he talked about, like, why your eyes are different colors and stuff. Well, green isn't a real phenotype, right? I don't remember now. I think it's fat. My my eyeballs have fat. (laughs) That's, like, what... I read an article. I don't know. Don't like listening to people talk about what vision is because it just makes me think that nothing is real. <laughs> like I really thought you were gonna say I don't like hearing people talk about what color their eyes are. <laughs> Stop talking about what color your eyes are. Well, like sometimes they're green and sometimes they're gold. Oh my but, god! Like it depends on like what color Did I'm wearing and if that I'm tweet? sad that day. Did you see that tweet or that meme? 
And it was like... Nobody, no one at all, absolutely no one. Girl, white yeah. girls. White girls with blue eyes. Well, actually, my eyes change depending on how I'm feeling. <laughs> Uh-huh. I've just always had brown eyes, so Whoa. they just look the same. <laughs> Wild. Even when I drink human blood, they're still just brown. <laughs> <laughs> See, so you wouldn't even be able to tell in real life if someone was a vampire. No. Well, I mean, they glitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're not calling into question the medical probability of glittering skin. If that... If we were going to call into question the medical anything about vampires, that's not going to be the thing that I pick. That's fair. It's going to be the fucking. That's the thing I'm going to pick. <laughs> Somebody tell me how this works. <laughs> Somebody tell me how he could still produce a child. I don't. Science magic. You can't even fuck in mm. the International Space Station. Magic Viagra. <laughs> you can't. There's not enough blood pressure in your body to... That's true. Right. So imagine Astronaut, not having any blood pressure. Astronauts can't fuck. <laughs> Just, I, I mean, yeah. That's this what is I'm devolving saying. quickly. I know. Um, I mean, you know. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for listening to us uh, blather on and call everything um, about this entire series that I swear we love. Oh, no. I, into question. When I would like every time I watch them again, I, I I'm always like, oh, I really do like enjoy watching these. Yeah. You know, I saw them like I saw one two of them in hotel rooms this summer, separate occasions. Uh-huh. Like, I was in Florida. Twilight I, is always playing in a hotel room somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's part of the that law. That is the working theory. Just like the sun never sets on the Holy Roman Empire, there is like, always Twilight playing in a, in a hotel room somewhere. Listening to, or watching one in Florida, and then in Ohio a couple months later, I was like, oh, Twilight is on. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. it is. Um, Yeah. Travis came home while I was watching this. Griffin came home he, while I was watching this. He was very sweet and didn't say anything. Which is lovely of him. Mine came in and he goes, he he sat down and was playing a video game and like took off one headphone. And at one point he just turns, <laughs> his computer's in the same room as the TV. And at one point he turns and just goes, this seems like it sucks. And I go, look. <laughs> It does. <laughs> and doesn't. And it's awesome. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> no one is arguing that it doesn't suck. It is just pure escapism for me. Like, oh, it's totally. Just and that's like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with that. No. Trash is allowed to exist and you are allowed to like it. But obviously we still are able to analyze it oh i love it i live for it it's great let me pick apart all of the things that are wrong with this thing that i love i we make some good points so i'm very <laughs> i'm very proud we of sound our, very intelligent uh critical analysis and hopefully it will just help me do that better in my other podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that that about wraps it up yes all right thank you for listening are you gonna read the thing i am gonna read the thing <laughs> i was giving it a swift beat oh 
You have been listening to Twilight with Kirsten and Aaron, a production of Good Trash Media. Aaron can be found on Twitter at Short and Creepy. Kirsten can be found on Twitter at Cranston. That's K-R-A-N-S-T-I-N. Our intro music was created by Kyle Van Osdahl. Kyle can be found online at kylevanosdahl.com. Yay! Thanks for listening. <laughs>